Hey, Tim. Hey, Mike. Did you play any games today? On your phone? No, I I have poop and switch. Like that. Is it actually in your bathroom charging? No, no. Honestly, it might be a little more convenient if it was. Because if it's your exclusive poop console, then it's like. It is. I mean, either a- that or, you know, the missus is watching television and I got to get my fix in. Oh, the switch. The missus on the television. Yep. On sale now. <laughs> Um, Mike, did you have some time to get some gaming in? Well, um, yeah, but you know why we're both playing? Why are we both playing? Because we're two dudes, two dudes having a great time being friends. Woo! Uh, my name is Dunce Cap. Actually, it's Mike, but this is the Dunce Cast with Samurai Banana. I'm Samurai Banana. That's my real name. We are here to just be friends for you. Nice. Uh, we have a history of making music together. That's okay. What's more important? Hanging out. Woo. So just to answer your question, I've been playing a lot of Dark Souls lately. You my will. friend, well, my friend from out of town, well, he's from in town. My friend, my buddy Kyle, he's back in New York. And um, nice. basically he's, thank you. I don't, <laughs> thank you for him. Um, <laughs> He's uh let um, him know that I think he's a good dude. Well, yeah, he'll hear this. Uh basically, he's been getting into Dark Souls, he's been playing the other Dark Souls, and then I have like a long dead account. Not dead, but like it was so hard. I'm in a very infamous part of the game. For those of you who just don't know in general, I imagine you probably do a little bit, but there's just this game called Dark Souls, and it's uh just like a very ubiquitously a good game or uh you know it's just very challenging it's very moody it's kind of like old schooly in the same way that it's also progressive it's too fucking hard it's just like it's, it's a simple hard. it's a simple enough game it's just really hard and you have to be patient and it's also like very punishing um it's all like knights and shit and dragons and it's just very dark inspired by a lot of cool uh there's this one japanese manga artist he died recently uh he did this one comic series that's been around for like 30 years or something like that but dark souls dude i know you haven't played i tried fucking tried and i failed miserably and i got really frustrated and fucking wanted to smash I that is a rage quit game so hard. You know, it is for me. It just goes straight to depression nowadays <laughs> because like, you know, in the game, you're spending a ton of time collecting things and learning to fight people and, you know, this and that. And then you get to a certain point where you just kind of like fall off a cliff or something. And then it's like extremely upsetting and you lose all your progress. So yeah. I, I get I get the rage quit. I fucking can't do that goddamn game it's too much do you remember like 
the first thing you've raged quit or maybe you know just like gave noped out of a game specifically god i mean like as a youngin as a young child yeah i'm talking way back i have real strong memories of being really bad gran turismo just not being able to fucking figure out that racing game at all yeah it is like faithful driving simulator and i don't drive i don't know how to drive not everyone knows how to fucking drive it's not the only fucking thing yeah guys i don't know what any of this shit is and i'm fucking scared well Um, no real question though i know you don't drive do you like racing games especially not really see that and i think it like Wait, and just cl- clocking back in. Gran Turismo, <laughs> we don't like it? Oh, I couldn't fucking do it. It is too faithful a driving sim. I couldn't ever do it. Right, just too real. I like racing games that are just like cartoony and stuff. Like Mario know? Kart. Yes. I fuck with Mario Kart on a serious level. Did you ever play uh, the other ones like Crash Team Racing? I did play team racing actually i am just a sony nerd that's how i was raised well i wasn't it just kind of happened that way so this is actually what i wanted to get into you know just with my crafty you know manipulation of conversation here i'm not gonna manipulate it hey you know we're friends my name's (laughs) dunce cat your name is samurai brand that's pretty cool but what the fuck does that mean you know, I figured we've talked about each other so much. Why not just explore a little bit of our video game origins a little bit? Our origins? Well, I mean, we're already doing it. I'm just like, <laughs> it's happening. Just, this is really just me proving that I'm, I was prepared. You know, it's like, <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Right, Tim? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have a strong grasp. <laughs> but... And I'm always confident at all of the things that... Yeah, we're just two chads ready to party with some video games. (laughs) I did want to bring up, I guess, and start in a general way of like, what systems did you have? And like, where was the deficiency? Do you like, or by deficiency, I guess for me, like Nintendo was other people's houses. So I almost have this like strange familial bond with Nintendo in a social way. You know, I just... I just want to hear about maybe uh what you were playing in the psychology dude <laughs> well i mean like i think i'm right there with you because i also was like a sony kid like, yeah i fucking played probably the same like fuck crash bandicoot games the spyro games yeah. you know it's the good shit yeah um, i really remember those games very well all <laughs> but it doesn't but, um, matter it's we're different and that's all that matters <laughs> what was your first my first console yeah well the earliest we go is is a pc but that's after that i went to a game gear a sega game gear which was like oh wow. the sega's answer to the the game boy but it was in full color. It just like eight batteries and the game <laughs> selection was like not great, you know, like, but to answer your question, the first like console console was a PS1. Wow, really? That was the first one. Yeah. Huh. You waited some time. I wasn't not my decision. <laughs> you had to be ready for it. You know? What about you? You I had a Sega Genesis. You know what? That's cool. I was like, who's this plumber? What? Just drinking Pepsi. 
breaking the speed limit. <laughs> I love breaking the speed limit. Did you see the new Sonic the Hedgehog? I did not. Neither did I. But I hear it's pretty chill. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I'm sure it'd be fine if you were under the influence of good times. <laughs> I never have any. But Sega. Sega. Yeah. You were jealous, but did you play Nintendo, I'm sure, at other people's houses? I did, you know, and I had friends, you know. Did you now? Yeah, I mean, sometimes I had I'm going to need names. Uh, I really don't have any paper uh like paper evidence of this but I just what i thought there were times when i had friends they were kind of rare i was gonna say just i played the super nintendo and nintendo well since you you pointed out i kind of forgot that ps1 like for my age i'm 31 now i don't know if that if you'll do the math i guess but when i was a kid it was SNES or uh, you know whatever the fuck you just said and it's like the next thing was PS1 and you kind of reminded me that there was a whole period where I was like asking for a console and could never get one dang you know that's rough I was I just like remember going through Toys R Us and you would pick out video games there was like a whole card system you remember that oh yeah absolutely it was like a like a weird you know it's kind of magical like in a weird Willy Wonka way because I just remember going through the aisles and it's almost like if you if you're shopping for a uh, a Halloween costume, you know, they don't have all the Halloween costumes in the aisle, but they have all these little pictures everywhere. And then there's like, I, I guess there's a little little receipt or something you grab. Maybe not for that, but you pay for it. And then some guy in like a back corner would just like kind of go into a back room and come out with it. And it was always just like, yeah. I always remember like, oh, my God, is he going to come out with it? Or just like trying to get a peek at that room where (laughs) in reality, it's just like a fucking back room. But like it was some kind of like magical cave of wondrous digital games. Portal to joy, you know. Was there anything you played at like a friend's house that you couldn't play at your house specifically? Like, Like not in terms of just like console and accessibility, but like. Oh, like, you know, Jimmy's got a real good, like, golf game, and my family just hates golf, you know. Um, it only happened a few times with Mortal Kombat. Oh. My parents did not want me to play Mortal Kombat. Even my dad, who was, like, chill, was just like, no. Even my dad, Scorpion, he was like, no. <laughs> None <laughs> he was of like, that. not for you. I remember mortal Kombat again at my cousin's house but at a certain time that you just bringing that up for some reason triggered gta 3 because at a, when i had a ps2 i you think were too young for that. i was too young for gta 3 but it, none of us were really you know like kids play the older games i guess i was that family for a little bit but you know like i remember my cousin telling me that he would play GTA three at our house. And then at a certain point, he just like, wasn't allowed <laughs> to play like come over for a little bit. And I was like, weird. What happened to Ryan? You know, like, <laughs> some kind of like video game Guantanamo <laughs> situation. But I didn't have friends at that point. So I just played it by myself.
wait, you said so. I'm rehashing a little bit of a, a past conversation we've had. I love it. But you said that uh, you you played RPGs as well. You played some Final Fantasy growing up, or was that wasn't your first? You, you didn't start with RPGs, right? No, no, with platformers. Did you start with platformers? In terms of like what I played at home. Uh, I think it was point and clicks and okay. uh, in form of kids video games like like putt putt yeah where you're you know a purple car and it's a point and click game so you know you have a mouse you're clicking around and you know you, you essentially solve puzzles based on environment and like personal well like conversations <laughs> like so it's like that and then doom so a first person shooter. Uh, it was I kind of think of those as like the two pinnacles of my tastes in video games, because those were the two things that really hit me. My dad bought each of those games probably for himself, but thought like, <laughs> hey, video games like, hey, son, look at this. You know, oh, wow. I actually I haven't really asked him about his thoughts on it, but knowing him, he's a very like gadget technology interested fella. Oh, man. And it's like. He's like, oh, there's a new thing. Let me see what that thing's all about because it's brand new. Like he's, oh, yeah. he hasn't really dove into VR at all, but he's like really interested. But I keep telling him like he shouldn't <laughs> because it's like kind of sucks a little bit. But I think I genuinely think it has its merits. And I do think it could be, I want to say life changing, but like on a human scale, like, uh, but if you like in the right way, you know, you know, like how you can go on Google Maps on like Street View. Yes. And like, look at past years. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. So seriously, you, it's, it's probably limited to, uh, based on location, but like right. on, in many locations, like I forget the exact, like, you know, clicks you have to click, but you can like hit a little fling down menu when you're doing street view and change the year. Wow. And it has like 2007, 2008, 2012, 2015, 2017, you know? And it's like, until they do it again and then they'll post the most recent one but like like i live in bushwick brooklyn new york a very gentrified area and you get like i was looking at a venue space for a show i'm planning and it's like four years ago it was an empty lot and it was like well, not literally but it was just like kind of an abandoned space mm -hmm. you know so it's just super interesting and on the point of vr is i think time travel is a thing but it's like not real time travel it's the workaround to where like fake time travel yeah where it's like from this point in time continued like there'll be google street views for everything with like sounds and shit and like pre-recorded like you know some weirdos gonna be like oh let's just record a you know the host of this establishment and you could talk to them and it's like then you're turning real life into a video game but it's like a vr experience and then you could call that time travel so i just go off on a rant yeah but i loved it it's terrifying as hell i just think that that's literally genuinely what will happen i don't even i think it's a matter of when and it doesn't scare me i just think that's what's gonna happen i love it though i love i love that kind of <laughs> basically walking around in the past I don't remember where this was coming from, but um, playing Doom with your dad who bought Doom. Oh, yeah, himself. dad. Yeah. So dad likes VR. I was going to buy him one of those, but I decided no. <laughs> Do you dad dad out with video games at all? Um, yeah, actually. So 
I really do want to say quickly though that my dad did do the exact same thing with not first Doom, but Doom 2. That's it's a good Doom. He he bought Doom 2 and he was like, gonna be great. And he was really bad at it. I played it with him and I was really bad. Yeah. I don't think either of us ever like got through like I don't know, more than a few levels without throwing in some god mode shit i remember using cheats and stuff a lot as a kid and i always thought it was great oh you know, I mean, there was like a certain age that it became more of like a weird like ego thing yeah well i mean i think at a certain point when you like you just sort of want a challenge you know? yeah like you stop wanting to just sort of cruise through shit and actually like work for it you know because when hey. a game is like but like i mean when you're a little kid you just want to be told yes all the time yes yes i mean it's true i was waiting for more but uh that's okay i want to milk you my time is you're like an old grandfather clock and i'm just milking them (laughs) like old i'm thinking long nips tired nips you know the clock from um beauty and the beast oh yeah okay longer than him but that's the vibe i'm thinking yeah, no, and like a big yeah. You just add it on to the appropriate chest height. Two long, tired nipples. <laughs> I I don't know how to explain it, but it's like saggy, a gestural sketch and saggy. Yeah, just like looking like downcast eyes. That's you. That's me. Just a bunch of nips that looks. And I'm tugging like, come on, Tim, come on, let's go. And there's like no milk coming out. It's like, yeah, or like, would milk ah. come out? What are we looking at here? What's coming out of these weary tits? Like a uh, dark matter. <laughs> dark matter. Not as in just like space stuff we don't know just, about yet. Okay, that's that's our our source of dark matter is my withered teat. Yes. All right. I'd play that in VR. If if. <laughs> Teat milk, VR, space milk. <laughs> milk this horrifying grandfather clock. You you played some VR though. You played the um the not Tim and Eric. The um they should do VR stuff because I feel they like they would do something weird. Yeah. But the Rick and Morty thing, I'm thinking of do you play that? I no I'm not in V. I played like the Trover saves the universe or whatever. Um, I know you did the Pocket Mortys. Oh well that's that's I know that's a, different, but that's, that's just also thing. But I did also- that because, uh, you know, I I never got to play Pokemon. I never had to, uh, I never, you know, had the Nintendo product. Right. But I love that kind of game. I'll just eat up a fucking Pokemon. Dude, uh, speaking, of, speaking of Nintendo and nostalgia, I think Nintendo is kind of bullshit. <laughs> Tell me more. I'm excited. I can't deny as a rational video game loving human that nintendo is not historic uh influential inventive and you know makers of quality games period you know no caveats but (laughs) i think they're just nostalgia hacks and uh need some fucking better ideas at this point you're not wrong because I can only get so excited for Mario yeah. and Zelda 
and Kirby and some other shit. It's like, right? Like I'm, yeah, I'm even no, drawing like, at this now. When was the last new uh, Pikmin maybe? Yeah. Like I'm pro Pikmin. Give me another Pikmin game. Like, but it, it's kind of annoying that like, there's like, they did it right. You know, like I'm only mad because I think to a certain degree how successful they are and how not nuanced, but how um like particular and careful, like they remind me of Disney a lot. Like they're, they're kind of evil uh, big time, but at the <laughs> same time, like they really nailed it and you can't deny that they've had such an influence on the medium that they've been in, you know, mm-hmm. but I guess like, I wish they'd fucking loosen up. I don't know. Like they're, they just seem to be selling the same shit over and over again, or like yeah. new versions of old shit that I never played. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is you said you never had a Nintendo console. And my first Nintendo console, aside from I had a Game Boy Color and an SP or the, the Game Boy Advance SP, which the SP was the one that like kind of looked like a flip phone a little bit, but it had a backlighted screen. So that was like kind of hot shit. Anyway. The Switch was the first console I had. So it's like I never played Ocarina of Time as like a solo experience. Any time I played, it was watching my cousins play it for like 15 minutes at a time and getting like, hey, can we play Smash Bros or something? You know, like, yeah, I get it. You're riding a horse, but like, let's do this. <laughs> so it's like I don't have these intimate relationships with these IPs in a way that their whole entire business relies on. I mean, enough people did that I think they could just keep doing it, you know, and like it's it's tradition. It will be. Mario is forever. <laughs> All hail King Mario. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's it's very frustrating. I feel like Nintendo should just be a game company. They just insist on making consoles and making all of their exclusive to their console. Oh, you're I feel saying like I'm just like being held hostage. A software developer kind of like exclusively. Because like I mean like everything that you're saying is like is absolutely fair and true. Um I don't know like the thing is like these games are just good. You know? Yeah. They they just sort of fucking work and I think the like they're not like the games are independent of IP they're using for it. You said the games are not like, independent of the IP so they're using. It's like kind, kind of, of like, like like the game genre, like a little bit. Like they fuck around with a lot of like they actually like experiment um with their with their like games when they release new games. Yeah, you know now you're saying it's like all like like Mario Galaxy came out on the Switch, you know, so did Skyward mm-hmm. Sword. Both of those games incorporate motion controls that the Switch had with the nunchucks, you know. Mm-hmm. So I feel like all their AAA titles or you know their their main Nintendo titles incorporate the hardware to kind of support like har- the sales of the hardware. You know, it's I mean it, it's the same thing with PlayStation. Uh, I feel like out of all the consoles, computer and um, xbox are probably the most conservative because playstation has like the playstation i and playstation vr and shit and like some other motion controllers they had in the past and currently uh i guess all i'm saying is it's normal for that to happen and also isn't it interesting (laughs) so interesting have you ended up playing games that had maybe specific controls 
like the remaster of Skyward's the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, like I just said, had a lot of motion controls. And I know in the remaster coming out for Switch, first of all, I never played it. So, hey, maybe I'll play it now. Got me, Nintendo. <laughs> Second of all, I know that they changed the control schemes to be a little more updated, oh, no. seemingly in a good way. Can you to, do you still have the option to use the Joy-Con like a sword? Like a, I believe I don't know enough what I'm talking about. I want to say yes. I truly do. They took that out. out I think it is yes, but also you can like flick the switch or the uh I want to say nips and I was gonna say sticks. What is it <laughs> called? The analog sticks? That's what it yeah. is. I think they made it a whole dynamic out of the analog sticks that can kind of replace that. Yeah. But I think there's also a more honed in accurate motion control since like technology is better. Yeah. I played it was I mean, I love Skyward, but I'm gonna say that. Yeah, because I really liked being able to sort of play like I was holding Link's sword. I thought that was really cool. Right. Um, that's sort of a unique thing. I can't really think of other shit that really does anything like that, honestly. Right. The the this my brain skipped a couple steps, and it's not the same thing. No, I, but it kind of reminds me of um. Hideo Kojima and uh, just how he does this kind of like outside the box shit like like oh yeah like PS1 where there was the famous battle with the boss what Psycho Mantis where yeah your controls get all fucked up on your controller but if you literally take your controller out of the port one and put it in port two then your controller will be completely fine yeah like shit so like fucking weird I like yeah. that a lot and the you know infamously the same boss you know like uh will read contents of your memory card mm -hmm. and because this whole the whole deal is he's like a psycho like a like a mind readers uh you know like telekinesis guy and like it just plays into it you're playing this game and it's like he'll be like hey what's up banana i heard you've been playing final fantasy 7 lately and you're like wait <laughs> what you know just like completely fourth wall breaking moment and shit yeah wow it's completely insane and i i i know you probably already know this but metal gear solid 3 one of the bosses uh, is a sniper, and he's this. Yeah. This character is an old man. I forget what it is. He called his character's name is the End, I believe. And um, if you hide in a bush and you like leave your game running for one week of time, like of in, I don't know if it's like literal human time or like in game time, but the character since he's a senior citizen will die of old age and you could just no yeah and you could just beat the boss that way holy shit i had no idea about that yeah he's like kojima's a genius but he's also like at the same time like i played that stranding and i was like i'm bored what's going on <laughs> whales you know like there are whales there's like a big oily goopy thing for the, what it, i couldn't even begin to be honest <laughs> But yeah, that's stranding. I'm curious about this game. I'm not sure. I could lend I it to you if you want. But is it worth it? Yes. For free, okay. it's worth it. <laughs> if it was $5, I'd say, sure, go for it. <laughs> $10, I'd say, eh, I could lend it to you. You know? So this is just like a huge, a great ringing endorsement. I believe it's way more interesting and dare I say important than fun, but I think that's also okay. bullshit. I think the important part. What does important mean? I think you just highlighted 
that I was completely full of shit <laughs> when I said that. Um, probably what I meant is it's up its own ass <laughs> and like self-important. But interesting. I think it's interesting. For sure, interesting and outside the box. And that's never a bad thing. If it can bring up conversation, that's furthering of, you know, whatever you're speaking of, you know. Do you play a lot of art games? You know, like more experimental games or more, uh, more yes. towards like, you know, beautiful art. video. Yes video. and no. I think you might have my, you might have me on this, but the first thing I would say is like Proteus. Proteus. Like I, play, I would call that an art game, which the un- absolutely is. Maybe you could explain Proteus. Proteus is game where you wander around an island and that's that's fucking it pretty much there's a bunch of shit on the island there's trees and there's animals that aren't really like you know like for sure like earth animals um and it's all done in like this kind of not like like this retro style it's in 3d like but it's it's definitely like polygonal yeah um but also like just beautifully colored um and uh and the the music the score um sort of fluctuates and changes based on where you are around you um and time passes in the game goes from you know from day evening to night to morning to through seasons you start in spring go on to summer and fall and then winter um all just very beautiful so i want to make sure i got it right because there's no real like narrative right there's no real big like i know that the game kind of ended as i was floating towards the sky as a you know yeah in winter you have a limited amount of time in winter and then at a certain point just start floating in the air regardless of where you were or like what you were doing you just start floating and until you just become part of the sky um and then starts then it starts over again you know i feel like that game would be better as vr maybe yeah i would i would absolutely love it i might not ever come out of that though you know have you ever seen things like where people like I know there was a le- I think it was some some you know gaming uh, publication or whatever had the one of their writers like stay twenty four hours in a VR face mask or whatever. Oh Jesus! And then they just like like I don't know like some teen not teen amount of hours but like fifteen hours in or they start like vomiting and shit. Oh, geez. But I remember you had the, not to bring it back to VR, we were talking about art games, but I, you know, bringing up VR again is I do genuinely believe that, like, if it was the early 20s, or I'm not, 
I should be better on film history, but like maybe the late 1800s, early turn of the century, it's like we are in that period for VR that they were for film, you know, like I feel like what people do now, like it is if you want to be on the cutting edge of the future, I feel like it's VR. It's just it's just kind of like maybe not exclusive to gaming. I think it's more of a it's like the telephone more than it's gaming. And we can only put it in this video gaming box right now. Yeah. Yeah. Really, yeah. art games is what I, I wanted to get back to art games. I just had to splooge about VR again. The possibilities are infinite. Wow. No, okay. One more thing about VR. <laughs> like they do scale really well in a way that I've never experienced it in in mm -hmm. art necessarily. Maybe like sculpture in like like a like Storm King or something where it's just like, oh, it's a big fucking box. Cool. Like in you know VR, like the, you, the way that they're able to scale things, you can feel like very tiny or very large, like a giant, in a way that you truly can't in video games or film. You know. Anyway, um, other art games though, like uh, Proteus, what we were just talking about, reminds me. It's not the same at all, but kind of reminds me of Journey. Did you ever play Journey? I did play Journey. I'd call that an art game. Journey is absolutely an art game. And like, so that game, it's made by, quote, that game company. That's the name of the company. Beautiful games, usually experimental. And um, I'm trying to find a word for like, uh, not, not temporal, but uh, like using motion controls or very nature oriented and like fluid, loose controls. So Journey is like you control this character in a desert uh and they have kind of a scarf and they have this loose collecting of scarf and your scarf gets larger and larger and you're able to like float for longer but in reality what the game is um you're really getting from point a to point b all the time and there's certain kind of like abstract enemies that may stun you briefly or whatever the real highlight of what makes it such an interesting art game is in the same way that dark souls does it a little bit actually in that it's a one player quote offline game but they incorporate these online elements which allow other players to join your game so it's like if me and tim are playing the same level at the same time we're both hooked up to the internet so why not just like give me the opportunity to hop in tim's game if he consents you know so journey has that dynamic dark souls has that dynamic i would say that dark souls really popularized that but i'm not a historian anyway with journey it remains completely anonymous so you don't know your character's name you're not able to say things or make gestures well you're the only thing you're able to do is really just like kind of honk your horn you're you're not a car but it's like meep. you know like you have a little like call they have some kind of poet poetic way to phrase it you know <laughs> but the whole game you're running through the same adventure and it's like what makes it so beautiful, that game made me cry. And you know what? That's a lie. I got very, very close to crying. And it was like, the tears are coming, but they never came. But it's just easier to say I cried because it felt like that. I had the, <laughs> without spoiling it, not that there's a real narrative anyway. As you're getting to the end, like there's this real struggle moment between the character you're having. And if you're playing this game with a complete stranger, it's like, you haven't said a word to this person, but through the motion of their, you know, their digital avatar they have, it's they're speaking in almost like a, like an animated movie or like, like a Pokemon. It's like, all it's saying is Pika Pika, but like, it's 
I could get that it's sad or waiting for me or thinking I'm okay or wondering if I'm okay, you know? And that, I think that is a really beautiful art game too, just because of this, this connection that you build with a complete stranger that's in a positive way. It can, goddamn, you know? Goddamn. Did you ever play Disney games? Yo, another game that was like an early, early rage quit for me to bring it for pretty far yeah. back conversation was the lion king game dude go off king go off that game there was a fucking part of that game that i just could not get past at all it was like i guess yeah please go ahead was it the uh and i just can't wait to be king yeah where you're on a fucking like ostrich or whatever and you've got to leap over pass it like like a stork not storks uh ostrich high <laughs> you gotta like jump over like yeah you have to jump over like hippos and like tree branches and all sorts of shit and i could not fucking figure out how to get past this the one last spot. time i black out it a drunk was playing that game <laughs> at that part <laughs> I was seven years old. No, it was uh, with my, the same fucking cousin uh, the other week, um, basically. And we kind of talked about how that was the infamous part that no one could really get past. And, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about my cousin too much, but he got past that part right in front of my eyes. I, but then, but then he died and we couldn't get past it again. There was a point, um, I think probably in, college where like for for a little while for a long time actually i had an xbox that a friend of mine had modded and just dumped like oh is that the one at head trips house yes oh wow that was yours maybe i still have it i don't know yeah that was mine Um, that's crazy that's just like an object that i associated to him but it was yours it was mine you should have wrote your name on it yeah property of tim yeah um, no that i sort of gifted it to him because oh well then in that case deal with it no anymore. yeah no it became head trips he got more joy out of it than i did i think yeah you're like a dementor yeah it's a, it's a harry potter reference for all my hate my potheads I, I fucking don't know what you're talking about harry who it's these transphobic books i love <laughs> <laughs> um what the fuck were we talking about? Oh, right. The fucking Lion King. Yeah. Um, so like a bunch of us like were just like had this conversation about Lion King, about this fucking part. And so we booted the motherfucker up and fucking like played it and we got through it. And I think that what might have happened is like there was some button combination that I that existed that I just couldn't figure out as a kid at all and i think it might have been as simple as a double jump yeah you're like one two three it's just like there's only so many buttons on the controller i remember it being incredibly simple and just being so angry at how simple it it had been my entire life and i just didn't know it was there a game that you played when you were a child that you did not complete but later completed as an adult well, the Lion King. <laughs> Fuck that. 
<laughs> um, kind of Battle Toads, but it was really cheap. I've never played Battle Toads. All um, I know is it's like a meme, and my friend had it. Fucking missed out on just torture. So what is Battle Toads again? <sighs> Battle Toads is where you are a ragtag group of radical toads from <laughs> outer space. It's a beat 'em up. Yeah. In like weird space levels and shit and you know fucking nonsense and it was just the hardest fucking game in the whole goddamn world it was just right i know that much it hurt so bad it hurt so fucking bad and no one i know ever like fucking got through any of the shit it was just like so like so again so in college Around the time of the Lion King. Yeah. Um, me and I think Head Trip did like, okay, we're going to fucking beat Battletoads. We used save states like this motherfuckers in the whole goddamn world. Oh. Because there was no way they were actually going to beat Battletoads. That shit's just impossible. Like, we didn't entertain that notion for a second. We wanted to see the end of Battletoads. It took a really fucking long time. Oh, my God, actually a really long fucking time to get to this one point um and then it hit a glitch dude the glitch it wasn't a glitch with the rom it was a glitch with the fucking console that we were playing wow so i we went back on the other console that it worked on and we got to the fucking end and we did it and without the the save states though no oh absolutely with the save states are you fucking kidding me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> again not it's battle toads didn't ever think it was going to happen on my own like, i don't I, I don't think anyone has that much skill you just have to do it without the save state no i not not gonna do it because, <laughs> no because all that happens at the end is like you unlock a princess from a cage mm. and that's it yeah that's my that's typical it. mario like, fantasy I wanted a one last thing because you know we're running out of time here on Dunscast with Samurai Banana, <laughs> two friends oh. that love video games and talking to each other. Um, fucking speak for is I played um fucking sucking Grim Fandango on the PS Vita. Oh, there's a game breaking glitch I believe only on the Vita where. If you do like a certain thing in a certain order, there's like a ladder you climb up. It's like, I'd say mid to end game somewhere in between. It's like in the casino. And yeah, basically if you like, there's a game breaking glitch, you open the thing, the game doesn't progress anymore. Or you go up the ladder at the wrong time, it doesn't progress anymore. Mm -hmm. So game breaking glitch, man, sucks. Been there with you, friend. Oof, that's the worst feeling. Cabbages Podcast Network.